Hi friends and welcome to Temple Care. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. Today there is a word that's been on my mind. Uh, this past week the word shame uh, keeps coming to my heart and I've been praying about it and I feel that the Lord wants me to share with you a few things about shame and maybe what might be holding you back. This week on my blog, I go through uh, some of my health issues that has plagued me over the years. I've been through quite a few different things, um, hormonal imbalances and adrenal fatigue, iron deficiency, postpartum depression and anxiety, and even uh, Epstein-Barr virus. And with each of these things, I have felt a new level of tired, a new level of, you know, I just can't do this today. And with those feelings, came a lot of shame. Shame is something that comes over us whether or not we are the cause behind the trials we're dealing with. Uh, shame is a shadow. It hangs over our lives and oftentimes tells us we're not good enough. It may have been something that someone did to you in the past, or even more hurtful at times, something someone said to you, something they said about you, and it cuts so deep that you are still dealing with that hurt today. What people say about us and to us can completely change our view of ourselves. All of a sudden, we start believing the lie that we're not enough. A few things that kind of came to my mind in examining where our shame could be coming from are, it could be coming from parents or family members, words they've spoken over us, and maybe even jokes they've made about us. It could come from friends. This could be from childhood. You know, kids can be so mean. They can be brutally honest and oftentimes it stays with us into adulthood. Or it could be, you know, adult friends that have made comments to you that have been hurtful. It could be teachers in your life or leaders that had said thoughtless things, but it stuck to your very core. All of these people in our lives are influential and we take their words to heart. And sometimes those words are simply put just plain hurtful. They're hurtful. As we carry these hurtful words and jokes and lies about us, unfortunately, Satan feeds off of this. He takes the original lie or the original hurtful word and he just runs with it. I remember as a young teenager, I often felt like I weighed too much. I would often call myself too fat. Um, the word fat and talk about weight and other outer appearance things is so valued in society and even among all my teenage friends that I simply couldn't see past that false value of myself. I thought all I was was my weight. All that mattered about me was how I looked. And my viewpoint was just so skewed. So Satan took this original lie that circled around in my head and he decided to run with it. This lie festered into my heart until it bled into other areas of my life. If I wasn't good enough on this scale, I certainly wasn't enough as a mom. If I couldn't be thin enough, I certainly lacked in taking care of my home, even in my spiritual life. If I couldn't at least get my life together in terms of weight loss and being skinny, how was I to ever get my life together with my relationship with God? See, when I say these things out loud, they sound totally crazy. How could I have made the correlation between what the scale says to my relationship with God? But the longer the thoughts stayed in my head, the longer they festered, and the more I felt like I wasn't enough. Satan had his way with me during that time. 
but God was busy writing a different story. This past week in my Bible study group, we talked about Rahab. Her story is one that inspires me. I often think of her as one of the bravest characters in the Bible. But this week, as we studied her and thought about her story, I couldn't help but relate to the shame she must have carried. Many of you might remember her story. She was a prostitute who decided to be faithful to God and hide the spies Joshua sent in her home with the soldiers went while the soldiers came looking for them. I read through her words as she was explaining to these spies and pleading with them to essentially spare her family. She declared that the Lord your God, he is the God in the heavens above and the earth beneath. She had this very deep belief in who God is. She feared God. She obeyed God and was brave enough to do something heroic for him. And I thought about us. Think about how much shame Rahab must have carried for her chosen way of life. Think of how that shame could have held her back from doing this brave thing. She was living the life of a prostitute. That had to be a heavy weight for her to carry in front of her family and all of her friends. If she would have let that shame destroy her, she would have never left her house. It would have held her back from the great calling God had for her. But she stepped out in faith, despite the shame in her background. She decided to approach these two men of God and hide them in her house, risking her own life for the future of God's chosen nation. And guess who was part of the lineage of Jesus? Rahab. So not only did God use her, and this incredible act of bravery as she cast aside her shame, he also made her the missing puzzle piece to God's redemptive story of bringing Jesus to earth to die for the sins of mankind. And I mean, think about all the other characters in the Bible who had to overcome the shame of their past because of what people said about them. I think of the story of Joseph with his brothers. Um, he lived If he lived in the shame of what his brothers said about him, he would have never become a prominent leader in Egypt and saved his entire family. Or what if David lived in the shame of his adultery and even murder of his wife's husband? What if he sat in that shame for the rest of his life and never wrote the Psalms? Or one of my favorite examples is Paul and how he persecuted Christians before God changed his heart. What if he wrote all of his letters to the churches with words of shame from his past tied into them? Would they be as effective as they are today? No, because Paul knew he was forgiven. He knew it's time to cast aside the shame from his past and live for Christ. So my question to you, dear friend, is what shame do you carry? Was it something that someone said to you? Is it your past? Is it a lie that circles around in your head? Is it a mistake you made that you wish you could erase? In the forgiveness and the great love of Christ, we can be free from this kind of shame. Will we stand? Will we still remember what happened to us? Of course we will. But we can walk in God's forgiveness and trust that he has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. So in closing, I want to pray over you. I want to pray that God would reveal the shame you've been carrying. And once he reveals it to you, that you would ask him to come into those dark places of your heart and relieve that burden from you. It's his forgiveness that changes us. It's his love that sets us free. Precious Lord, I want to lift up these uh, sweet listeners. I thank you for their faithfulness to bring their shame and their hurt to you. I thank you that they are willing to talk to you about these dark places of their heart. And 
whether it be something that somebody did to them, something somebody said to them, a hurtful way that they've been just cast aside, or maybe a mistake they made, or something that um, puts a big scar over them in their past. Lord, I pray that they would bring that to you today, that they would decide to no longer let that shame define them and who they are, but instead to turn to who they are in you and let you define them from here on out. I pray that they won't sit in that shame, but that they will be bold like Rahab and decide to follow you and to call you the God of the universe and to have enough faith that you will redeem their story no matter what their past has held. And I thank you, Lord, just for their faithfulness. I pray that they will take a step in faith today and not listen to the lies of Satan and that they will not let that have a stronghold in their heart. I thank you for these sweet ones and I pray that they will walk in faith with you today. Amen. Well, that's it for today, friends. I did want to remind you about my website. If you want more content and more things to read about, it's yourtemplecare.com. And that's where I put special blog articles and things on there. So please check it out if you want more. And thank you so much for listening today. I will talk to you next time.